Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Looking for the perfect way to geek out about Star Wars in style? Check out jewelrybrands.shop. They have tons of fashionable ways to show your love for your favorite galaxy far, far away with pins, rings, necklaces, earrings, and more spanning from the Skywalker saga to the Mandalorian. And while you're there, don't forget to use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So whether you're a Jedi or lean more to the dark side, you won't have to use the force to find awesome stuff at jewelrybrands.shop. Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful Monday here. It is officially summer, the first day of summer, and things are heating up in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we Everything some takes good place on a sand planet, so it's already been heating up for how many they, I mean, years. they have two suns, so everything's heating, always heating up. Mm. It's, it's, it's hard. You age quickly. It's horrible living uh, <laughs> On the outer rim. But uh, we are here in the resistance base. It is climate controlled, so that is good. And with me in that climate controlled resistance base is James Bainey and Lacey Gillerand. Um, so what's going on with you two? How you, how you doing? Well, first of all, happy belated Father's Day, you two fathers. Oh, yeah. Whew. And happy father-to-be's day to <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Don't call him Matthew. His mom calls him Matthew. Anytime I hear the word Matthew, I'm like, ugh. Right. We did a barbecue, but I don't know why I'm talking first because I'm not a dad, but we did a barbecue. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I asked you guys and I was like, oh, but my day. (laughs) Anyway, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah, I just went to uh, my my parents' house and uh, um, hung out with uh, my dad and my grandpa. He's 91. And still wow, rocking and rolling. good for him. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that. We just uh, g- got some food from a local deli, uh, like cold cuts and, and some cool appetizers and that sort of thing. And just Holdo had a deli. sort of a low-key family day. Yeah. How about you, James? Uh, low-key family? So you watch Loki? Is that what you said? Oh, I, that show yeah, is so go. good. Don't get me started. It is so good. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. There's so many things I haven't watched. It's, it's so amazing. good. Um, no, nothing, nothing too crazy. It's funny that Bennett always like as soon I can always tell the day that like the present gets picked out, like they that it's purchased because Bennett gets- is like, I like I have to give it to you like right now. He gets like so excited. It's pretty funny. But no, he he has to wait until Father's Day. So that was fun for him. My but, parents uh, got a kitten this past yeah. week. So that's been like my Ooh. dad's like now another kind of father because he's yeah. now another mm. baby animal father. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. obsessed. He's obsessed with his little kitten. Very nice. I think he's naming it Angus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name he came up with. Interesting. Oh, Bill Very Gill. Cool. <laughs> um, so we have uh, some cool stories we're going to get into in a little bit. Yeah. Um, what I want to say uh, real quick is to everyone who uh, has been joining us um recently on the podcast we've noticed noticed the spike uh a little bit on youtube but also on our audio platforms and people are saying they're finding us via just searching for star wars podcasts which is a huge thing Hooray. so really appreciate it 
Everyone mm-hmm. who's new to TRB, thank you so much. If you're you're looking for uh, a Star Wars podcast that still gives you a good time and a, and, and a good quality discussion about Star Wars, we're glad that uh, you picked us. So we appreciate that. And yeah. also just spread the word because word of mouth is one of the hugest deals when it comes to people learning about the podcast. And anytime someone says, oh, someone had told me about it or I just caught you guys because of a list of Star Wars podcasts, like that is so huge to me. And I, I, I can't like anytime someone says they found the podcast not from social media is huge in my opinion. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's so great. And thank you to everyone who is new to joining us over here. And yeah. sharing our episodes means a lot. Anytime I see a retweet of our episode where someone's oh, saying something that is, nice, it's just yeah. like the best. Yeah. And yeah. A- another thing that's really good is, um, well, number one, like everybody knows, like you go on iTunes and rate it or whatever, but you can really only do that once. Um, a- another thing you can do, though, is like if you're particular to a specific podcast app, like for instance, I use Overcast. Overcast lets you rate per episode they just like it has like a star and if you click the star then it means like i liked this episode or this particular episode and they um like a lot of podcast apps have their own kind of like search engines so instead of like looking for the looking through the internet or google or whatever um actually just like using your own podcast app helps um, or people mm-hmm. will search through that. And sometimes the recommendations are completely different than what you might expect from like, say, just like Apple podcast or whatever. Um, and it helps when, you know, you, to, you go in and you mark like consistently every episode is like, a, oh, I'll, ju- I'll just remember to star this or whatever. It, ma- it makes a big deal in the long run for discoverability. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah any you can do any little bit it. helps. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's what you see here is what you guess. The three of us doing all this, you know, we're. We're regular people who are just trying to do some really good stuff here, making extra content. So we appreciate everyone who uh, backs us and supports us in any way. So thank you all for that. But now it's time to to do do the thing. And that's uh, on Mondays is uh, giving our takes on news and all that sort of stuff in the Resistance Report. James? It's the Resistance there is a lot of news actually this week. I think uh, things that we can definitely get into and have a lot of fun discussion on. And um, the first one just right off, and he, he will say himself, this is not a headline, but hey, we're Star Wars podcast and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Loki showrunner uh, Michael Waldron has been working on the show and, and it was speculated or, or like reported, uh, I guess, a while back. Um, that he was involved with uh, working on Kevin Feige's writing, Kevin Feige's uh, movie that he's producing down the line. Um, but it was never actually confirmed, and, and Feige actually kind of denied it as like uh, just like a rumor or whatever. Um, but now he is talking about it, and he said uh, some very specific things about the process of writing a Star Wars movie and how he might like to go about it. Um, and then how he was asked specifically on how it compares to writing within the MCU and what makes the MCU special. Do any of that, does any of that stuff uh, carry over into Star Wars? And he had a lot to say about that. John, I'm going to let you get into it because I felt like I felt like he's a writer. This might be your new favorite person <laughs> um, <laughs> because the things he said about it, I know were things that were very important to you as a person, um, as a Star Wars fan. So I wanted to hear your take on mm-hmm. this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're right, because he hits on the types of things that I hope never get lost when as Star Wars moves on and further and further away from its origin. Um, now, I know, we, you know, we also have Dave Filoni, uh, who's George Lucas's understudy, so to speak, kind of at the creative executive level, which is a good thing. But seeing all these new people come in, you're always a little like, oh, you know, all right, just be 
take care of it now. Yeah, do they kind of get like it? Han, kind of like, yeah, like Han with the Falcon, like, and, and not a scratch now, okay? Like, you know, take care of it. And they're, they're like, will you get going, you pirate? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I like I like what he had to say, because it's he says it's about family. And, you know, that, that's echoing that famous line from Carrie Fisher in uh, those promos for the sequel trilogy. It's about family, and that's what's so powerful about it. And um, he, he gets it. He gets that these stories, even though... They're these big franchise, fantastical, action-packed, popcorn type of movies. He understands that they don't work unless you make your characters lovable, um, that your audience cares about them, and that the characters care about each other. And, uh, you know, you see how he writes. I haven't watched Loki yet. It's so good. But you see, It's so good. Is it? It's so yeah. good. <laughs> but you, you hear good things about what he's doing with... Doctor Strange, and I know he's he's do, working with. Is that Sam Raimi who's doing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with him? Um, but also his like his his words in collaborating with Kevin Feige, and he's talking about the collaborative nature of working together. But really, those those minor quotes where he talked about Han, Luke, and Leia, and kind of like it, it you know it broke you apart when they were split apart, and then when you saw them back together, it you know it it warmed you up, and and you loved that 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 trio was back together. Um, doing their thing so i everything he said even though it was very minor and this is kind of a glossy story in a sense i absolutely uh loved so i'm curious to see what that means for that kevin feige movie because we know nothing about it we don't we don't know i don't know that we know that there's a director yet so i don't think we have that established but we do know that he is working with kevin feige who's producing this thing we know how good feige is at producing movies so you know it's gonna be good from that end he looks like it's gonna be good from the writing end now we need that final piece who's the director that's gonna step in and direct this movie the one other cool thing is that he confirmed that he's doing it because earlier yeah. this year it was, you know, reported by, you know, Deadline and, you know, they're good and reputable, but that he's writing it. But now he's just like, yep, I am writing the uh, Kevin Feige Star Wars movie. But although he said project, I think. So that's interesting. But I think it'll, I think it's still going to be a movie. Um, and the last bit uh, of the big giant question mark, like the um, Riddler's logo is when is that movie coming out? Because if we have... You know, Patty Jenkins is the next one up for 2023. Taika saying, I hope my next project is my Star Wars movie. There's your 2025 slot. Is this the 2027 movie? Or what I think they might do is reshuffle again and say, those dates are locked in, but we're going to sprinkle in a 2024. We're going to do a 2026. I think COVID has opened the doors to change any schedule or project or anything. And it's going to be... I hope so. I think for at least five years, that's going to be the excuse that even if something went wrong, they can say it didn't go wrong and COVID happened and then they're switching stuff around. I think you're going to see that a lot. I don't want to wait six years to see like these movies that we're talking about on the podcast. You know what I mean? Disney's like, got to make back money. Crazy. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Like James Cameron's one thing, like with this Avatar stuff, and I know we like we laugh about it, but it's been 12 years. But uh, like Star Wars, like, man, waiting waiting the years for Patty Jenkins' first movie is going to be enough. Waiting four years or five years for Taika? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then it's another six years? Like, oh, my God. So far I, down the road. So I hope they do restructure the movie schedule a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, Taika did recently say that, you know, it's not his next thing that he's working on, but it, but he hopes maybe after the next thing or some, something along those lines. I think, no, I think he said after Love and Thunder, he hopes it's the next thing he's working on. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's like he's got things in, in front, but he's hoping that it, it's coming sooner than later. But like, if you're yeah. looking at you know the schedule that Disney has laid out, as far as we know, uh, like locked in movie dates, yeah, it's it's 
that would be crazy because he'd be talking about a movie that's coming out in like 2027 and that's like four years before he even starts working on it. It's like some, something just doesn't add up to, to what's going on here. Um, Lacey, yeah. what were your thoughts on Michael Waldron? So it's funny you guys brought up Taika. I know it's like an obvious thing with the schedule for Star Wars, him, his movie, everyone's kind of waiting for it. But he's someone that I look at that I'm like, oh, I love his writing style. He's so funny. He's so creative. Every project he's worked on has been amazing. Um, but now I kind of have that feeling about Michael. Loki is so good. It is so is it? good, guys. Uh, if you haven't watched it, give it a chance. Um, from the humor to the emotional beats that hit you really hard, uh, it's just something that every episode you're like, no way. No way they're going to do this. Or this is so cool. And it kind of ties, per usual, Marvel's very good at this. It ties all their stuff together um, and really makes you relate to every character like you can tell that in writing it he knew fans loved loki and that's why i'm fully confident in whatever star wars movie or star wars project he does that he's going to make a really really cool character um because he took one that was already really cool and really loved and made him that much better and he's doing a lot of tiebacks to things that we've seen from loki in the movies but other than that I'm just really pumped that, like you said, John, he he really gets it. I mean, it's really not hard to get Star Wars. I really have to say it's not that hard. It's the basic themes are there. But you really want someone to work on it that cares. And um, not saying that people working on it don't care, but he seems to be really about the family stuff. And I know that stuff matters to me. We had that really cool episode that we did weeks back about found family and how important it is. And he talks about Han, Luke and Leia being a family, which I loved because he used that as the example coming out of why Marvel works so well is like characters like Han, Luke and Leia. And I just loved that. Um, so I'm interested to see what he does. I can't wait to see where Loki go- goes. And if you guys want a sense of who he is as a writer or showrunner, go watch that because it is a perfect example. Nice. He yeah. also Doctor Strange fans, I guess, should be excited because you're seeing him do a Marvel thing now. And if he succeeds at this, then people who are excited for that well, it makes, are going to be very excited. Yeah, so. exactly. And it also makes sense because <laughs> this is turning into a Marvel thing. Uh, Loki leads into Doctor Strange, like in the timeline of stories oh, and everything. So a lot of okay. stuff that happens in Loki is probably going to affect Doctor Strange, just like WandaVision did. So it's kind of cool that he's doing both those projects because they're going to lead into each other. I'm interested to hear what James thinks, because I think he said a lot of cool stuff about Kevin Feige that I was like high fiving in the air. That he like loves Kevin <laughs> yeah. Feige and he was just being so genuine about it. I really like that. Yeah, I mean, he definitely said he just said like at the end of the day, he likes to pay attention to what creators have to say. He wants to hear their ideas. He's very um, collaborative, and he's just an all around like cool dude. And I I think that's um, that's always uh, that's something that I feel like we've heard for a very long time. So that's yeah. not super surprising to me. But it's always that that thing that like. I think he also states too that like success hasn't gone to his head. Like he should be someone that walks into a room and it's like I'm the most important person here, and he just yes. isn't. You know. Yes. Um, he doesn't act that way. So yeah, I definitely like that. Um, there was, uh, I you know, <laughs> call me crazy, and this is this is just because Lucasfilm has led me down multiple paths. But I'm very curious that this guy is the final writer on this project. <laughs> You know, like we're talking about him right now and we're like, oh, this is cool. But like, who knows? It's so far down the line. Maybe well, he he's got just the job working. after he got Loki. So I wonder if someone at Lucasfilm read Loki and was like, you know what? 
bring him in. Or Kevin Feige, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's been working with him closely on that and Doctor Strange. I, I'm just like, I'm afraid that in typical Star Wars fashion, like Doctor Strange ends up being really bad. <laughs> and they, like, you know what I mean? And like, oh, for no. whatever reason, they're just like, oh, not Michael Waldron. He's not the doing curse, this anymore. The book of Henry. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Remember when Michael Four. Waldron was writing the Kevin Feige movie? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I have that feeling. I mean, like, how many times has like obi-wan gone through different variations and versions and uh mm-hmm. rogue one and andor and stuff like all, all these things like when i hear about a writer that i've never really encountered before yes he is currently working on big projects but you never know man it, there might be a shakeup. and as we were talking at the beginning of this it's like so far down the line who knows um but as of now um i think this guy looks like henry cavill's brother or it could be. <laughs> so I'm down. I'm down. I think he he's uh, he seems like a pretty uh, grounded person um, hanging out with Kevin Feige and, and working with him and, and getting big projects. And uh, also, I wanted to mention, too, that he's also kind of a he's a producer on Loki as well, not just the writer, but also a producer on Rick and Morty, which I've never watched, <laughs> but I've only ever heard like great things about it's the hilarious. show as far as yeah. like uh people who have become fans of this series like regularly go back to it because it continues to just be great um mm-hmm. so i mean that's another like feather in his hat um for the for the long run but yeah i mean that's that's all we can say and like i started with the story too he he said this isn't going to be a headline and here we are talking about it but i think it is important to hear that he is talking about it that he's become kind of an important person with marvel and him moving over to lucasfilm that's a good thing and that of the things he states Lacey, you pointed out that it's it's very basic but at least he gets that you know (laughs) sometimes it scares me sometimes some people you don't just, need to recreate they, they the wheel get type that thing fundamental yeah yeah all right let's move on to our next story which involves another disney plus uh property and that's obi-wan kenobi um apparently some people did not get the memo you're supposed to be covering up all your outfits uh but we have <laughs> that's the point many, of the robes <laughs> many leaked photos of ewan mcgregor uh random uh stormtroopers and imperial people uh as well as what what might be Indira Varma's uh, character, that could possibly be her. We saw her in an Imperial outfit. So the speculation is starting to run that, you know, um, we're starting to get an idea of maybe what type of a character she could be playing. I'm starting with you on Lacey, or or, with you on this one, Lacey. (laughs) Um, Do you think that's her? And do you think that she's going to be play an Imperial character? I thought you were going to say, and do you think they know how to wear robes? I was going to say, no, <laughs> they don't because they use the same ones on Marvel shows. And like, they talk about how they tightly like close them and everything. Yeah. Um, yes, that's definitely her. It, it, it it's like, <laughs> it could be like her taking a selfie. Like it's clearly her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she is an Imperial person, which is interesting to me because Going into this, this just proves how fun it is to be a Star Wars fan and to speculate. I was like, oh, Skarsgård's going to be a bad guy and she's going to probably be a good person. And now they completely flipped. Like my whole opinion has flipped in the matter of two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, other than that, the other stuff is not not that surprising. I, the Stormtrooper guy like clearly looks like a Stormtrooper. Like he could just be wearing white boots and you'd be like, okay, Stormtrooper. And then the other guy's like the one guy's with his coffee. He's like just chilling in, in his Imperial garb. 
Um, the thing that stuck out to me only because I love being right is that Ewan looks like Ewan. Mm -hmm. He's not gray and old. He looks like Ewan. Just a little not dirty. Yet. A little on the, wait till the dirty wait hair. Till Vader gets his hands on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to shove that in John's face because it looks like Ewan. <laughs> I, well, I have another thing I'm going to backpedal on too, which is, this is going to be a bad show for me, but we'll Aww. get to that. Uh, a qu quick question. Indira Varma was not the person that said, I play with lightsabers, right? No, that was okay. uh, Moses from uh, Queen's Gambit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my yeah. first thought when I saw the pictures... Um, was that this might be the, the end of that whole, like, she's in playing an Inquisitor thing, but yeah. that's, that's someone yeah. else. Okay. Nope, different person. All right, interesting. So, John, uh, what were your thoughts mm. and what's your first, I guess, backpedal? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the first backpedal is, um, well, I don't know what the first backpedal is. I mean, who knows what... You can say it, right. It's okay. Like. I, I mean, he could still be, have to go through makeup and stuff. I'll take when, the win. When he arrives on set NBD. Stuff, so... Um, <laughs> just uh i don't know anyway uh the, these photos here that, yeah i agree that's definitely her without question uh i do think it's funny that they're basically wearing what you put on when you go to like uh super cuts and they give you a haircut they're like here's this black bag and you got to put it around yourself so you <laughs> yeah it looks like a trash bag body. or something yeah and they are very sloppy with it uh it's, it looks like a missy elliott video but i think um and it's funny, like you take the picture and it just makes you, it really does a little bit put everything into context about how serious fans take this stuff. And then you see her like with a half drank bottle of Schweppes and she's got her like cell phone in her hand, which is like clearly in one of those package things that you need to get like released. Oh yeah. And she's standing, walking in front of a Porsche <laughs> with the, by the trailer with like bottles of Windex and Zepp and stuff. It's just like, this is a production set. And she's an actor doing her job, uh, clearly playing an imperial. So that, that I think that is interesting. I do like the other, the second picture uh, better though, because you need like when you have imperials, you need an an old tall white man, and there's that guy. Yeah, the guy. Yes, in. he, he looks him. like Tarkin or Richard Grant, Richard E. Grant. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does look. I mean, it's not Richard E. Grant because Richard E. Grant. Oh, does of course the Jack not. Nicholson I'm saying he just hair. looks like him because he's yeah. tall and he yeah. Yeah, and then you have the other guy who looks like the lead singer from Iron Maiden. Uh, it's just it's just funny seeing these guys like walk in, and I bet those two are both Imperials, and that guy did a good job tightening up his thing. He's probably yeah. like, I'm probably I'm the worst actor here. I'm following all of the policies. Because <laughs> they, the yeah. like, they look like I they am have, not getting fired. <laughs> they look like they have the same boots, but that's what's funny too is Indira's wearing a hat, so it literally do, it does not matter. She could be 100% covered up. It's like and she's got the hat on. an imperial yeah. hat. Like and then and then the stormtrooper guy. And by the way, this article is it's uh, on our site, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Yeah. It's the article Obi Wan Kenobi more leaked photos could hint at Indira Varma's role. Also yeah. in the, the last photo. Yeah, you can find it in the description. Yeah, in the description. It, well, if you're on yeah, if you're on YouTube. Um Should the be last on photo you got podcast apps too though. Oh, all right. Anywhere. All right. The last photo is the stormtrooper. Looks like he just went out for a cigarette and he's walking back in. He looks like he's having a rough time in the heat or something. I'm not really he sure. He knows he's going to die. But it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun seeing these photos because it's, uh, it's not giving anything away. And it's just showing how sometimes like in this context, how silly Star Wars is. Because you look at this and like you see like real life settings behind them. And it just makes it funny to me. But... I, I enjoy it. I think it's going to be really great. And the only thing I'm curious about is 
they they must have been it's the same set as far as i understand it or same location um they had a tighter ship when it came to security for the book of boba fett i guess because we didn't really get set leaks for that and that filmed for seven months maybe covid people aren't out and about restrictions have been restrictions people who want uh loosened everywhere people who take these photos they don't care about that i'm saying that because they wouldn't let people around they'd be more like due diligent about making sure people aren't standing around or maybe maybe yeah yeah Yeah. you know and that that is a a pretty good segue into our next story too because uh tamara morrison was doing a rotten tomatoes interview and he was talking one of the things that he specifically mentioned is that robert rodriguez is is coming back to direct some of the episodes now the reason i say that's interesting to segue into this from where we just were is that there really wasn't any leaks for any of mandalorian except for the one where they like went off location and there were people like walking around the area taking pictures of the the troopers and stuff in that area and that was robert rodriguez's choice of where to shoot at and his episode that we got a bunch of leaks out of that episode so it's funny that he's involved in book of boba fett and yet this time we didn't get anything um so i don't know but uh his thing like like he says his actual quote to mary morrison is that they brought robert back to, in to direct a few more uh there have been some wonderful directors involved it's hard to work with now uh what we do now a whole new system with COVID in place and health and safety regulations and stuff so maybe that's what Lacey's saying is that m- part of the safety regulations caused them to be a little bit more close set than we're used to um john um i'm gonna bounce back at you really quickly on this one um there is more to this interview more things that he has said what are your thoughts on robert rodriguez coming back love it um everything that he brought to the table for the mandalorian was this backyard rawness eight millimeter style of cowboy filmmaking and i loved his episode of the mandalorian i have watched it maybe just as much if not more as the other episodes of that season i think i've watched his episode more than i've watched the return of luke wow um i really enjoyed what he did um the minimalist approach um and his way of shooting action scenes and i think he's great and look what he did for boba fett like that's that whole scene where boba fett is just like you finally are getting the Boba Fett that all those kids who got that action figure before they ever saw Boba Fett on TV got, and they, they, he brought it and you're getting more of that. And at least multiple episodes of that from Robert Rodriguez. I would not be surprised if Robert Rodriguez sets the tone on this series and does the first episode. I think that'd be a good choice because yeah. you already know he delivered. So why not do the, do the lock, the one that works, get the fans excited. Like he's, he's doing the first one. Hell yeah, Absolutely. But here's where I'm going to do my backpedal and admit I was probably wrong in my guess. This is probably going to be eight episodes now um, for multiple reasons. One, you had that hot tub video of Tamara Morrison. The hot tub video. Which, I was going to bring that up. I was like, did anybody watch that? Because I did. It was amazing. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, we're just filming Book of Boba seven months from December the, to now. The best and part is the other person in the tub. Springs. The other person the, that's the, like. The camera person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd be that right. camera Unless person. He... What up? Yeah. Temp. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, filming for seven months, that's the same time frame that the Mandalorian filmed for. And he's alluding to the fact that there's other directors and that Robert Rodriguez did a few more. Mm-hmm. So you just do the math and you got to assume it's eight. I don't think they're going to take this series and go above Mandalorian. So I think it will be eight. I think they'll match it. And uh, that'll be, you know, season one of the Book of Boba Fett now 
that it still remains to be seen whether it's a one and done. I know that the crew stuff had season one on it. That doesn't necessarily mean anything because they can leave the option open. Um, but uh, it is it is very curious. But I'm going to I admit initially thought it was going to be four episodes because I thought the vibe was that it was going to be some sort of like mini little run, like this tight little mini thing, um, like shorter than Kenobi. But um, I, I am retracting that guess. And I'm going to say it was probably it's probably going to be eight episodes. And another piece that goes into that, too, is the fact that they just did the whole like they're kind of calling it Mandalorian season 2.5 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that it's less than a season, but I think it's just like it's the holdover until we get that next season. So if you're just looking at a Disney release schedule, they're probably looking to come up with something that's similar to Mandalorian in the space that Mandalorian used to be in potentially. So um, Lacey, what are your yeah. thoughts on um, Robert Rodriguez? I, you know, it's funny. I'm not a fan of his work because I don't like gory things. Um, I'm not a fan of like horror movies or like Quentin Tarantino stuff. Shark I've boys or lava girls. That's a little different. That's a little different. <laughs> I'm talking like his gory stuff because mm-hmm. Matt likes that stuff. We have posters of it in our house um, where the girl has like a machine gun leg and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Planet Terror. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that being said, uh, the funny thing is going into the Mandalorian season two, when they announced he was doing an episode, I was kind of like, oh, gosh, where are we going to go with this? You know, are we going to go gory? And surprisingly, we didn't go gory, but it was still like really badass. Like it was really, Brutal. really cool. I loved it. I loved it. It like caught me off guard how much I loved it. I was like, I feel like a bad person for enjoying these guys getting beat up so much. Um, so I'm really pumped that he's coming back. I'm not surprised. They said he was involved. And I feel like once we got that gallery episode where he was talking behind the scenes where he was so pumped that he was like remaking the action sequence in the backyard with his sons with their action yeah. figures and the way yeah. John Favreau and Dave Filoni talked about how he went above and beyond what was asked of him. They were more than happy to give him, you know, more work and more stuff to do, especially with this character because he did it perfectly. Uh, John yeah. and I will openly tell you we went into this being like, eh, hey, Boba Fett, whatever, but like, I'm a big fan now. I love it. He's great. Um, so I'm interested to see what he does. I did. I do love that. Tem keeps just giving all the info. He's the one that leaked on that website. He last year. He's the one that's in a hot tub telling people like <laughs> information. He's in his <laughs> yeah, garage. It's his time. He's living it up, and I love that for him. I hope he has the best time or continues to. Uh, it's his time to shine, and he deserves it because he he kicked butt on um, in the Mandalorian. So I'm really excited for him. Yeah, um, I I still wouldn't I wouldn't put that episode as like one of my favorite episodes in season two. Um, but I'm with Lacey in the sense that like I was kind of bummed with Robert Rodriguez as a name, and I was totally cool with the episode. Like, oh, I like Alita. It's not my favorite, but but I like that's a not it. really yeah. too gory movie, but I did like Alita. Yeah, and I haven't seen it yet. Um, but it is one that for some reason I, I want to see and I just haven't yet. I think I forget mm-hmm. about it for some reason. Very <laughs> rabid fan base, by the way, Alita yes. fans. They're yes. like make Solo 2 fans. It's They gave uh, out these like coins for Alita when he came to visit. Mm-hmm. I have his autograph in the other room actually because he did like oh. signatures at the event I was at for Alita Battle Angel. And he they gave out these like coins. I had bags of these coins and I was just like, I don't need them anymore. I threw them out. They're selling on eBay for $15 a piece. Wow. And I threw out two bags of like 60 coins. Jeez. I know. I hate myself. 
I want the I want the Favreau coin, like those little Mando yeah, coins. Good yeah, good luck. Be, They're tough. Be, yeah, They're no, tough I know. Get. I'm just um, Write him a letter, dear Mister. Do they have Favreau. any? Do they have any Star Wars cryptocurrencies I can get involved in? Star Wars cryptocurrency? So. Not yet. They're mostly memes. There's Just Disney ones, like Disney named mm. ones. Um, <laughs> well, let's move on with this Rotten Tomatoes interview that he was doing too, because he also mentioned, and I'll just go ahead and quote him right here. Uh, well, we can't say too much, but we're going to see his past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Somebody pointed out that he's kind of been stuck in one place, and now uh, now's the time to actually go back in time and check out his journey and find out more about him. So it's funny, we speculated a lot about what the Book of Boba Fett series was going to be last Thursday, and mm-hmm. then shortly after, you know, actually before we publicly publish that video he comes out and kind of talks about this stuff and it's interesting because it seems to point that we're going to get a lot of flashbacks but i still think the series is going to take place um you know at the age that he's currently at so i Mm -hmm. want to hear what you guys thought about that Lacey. i guess i'll start with you on this one um what are your thoughts on uh we're going to find out where he's been since the empire strikes back i mean to me that's not as surprising that we would get at least one flashback. I think they need to explain how he lived. <laughs> I think that's the first thing that they have to at least give a glimpse of, like, how did this happen? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's insinuated that he just crawled his way out, blasted his way out, whatever. But, like, to show that would be really, really crazy, especially mm-hmm. if he comes out of the Sarlacc and, like, you know, the Catan is all blown up. There's just wreckage everywhere. And he's like, wow, I have failed in every way and everyone's dead. <laughs> Um, so the flashbacks don't surprise me. What surprised me is like you said, James, that there seems to be a lot of them because that's a big chunk of time between Empire Strikes Back and Mando. So I wonder Mm -hmm. what kinds of things they're going to explore. And it also got me excited, which I believe is in the article as well, um, that it means he's probably leaving Tatooine. We're not getting a full season of him on a desert planet again. He's going to be all over the place. Um, but I'm interested to see, like you pointed out, James, um, how he's going to do that with are they going to de-age him are they going to bring someone else in in the suit for younger like years stuff like that that's what i kind of considered that there might actually be like a new person playing boba or i don't know maybe they do the daniel logan thing or something but um i i don't think they would but maybe even just with like the helmet on or something like you know to keep just in the family or something along those lines um john did you have anything that popped out to you well, just what's interesting about the, you know, the whole story group element of this thing, because they do have that comic book run Bounty Hunter going on that mm-hmm. is taking place during that same time frame. They obviously knew as one was being worked on that the other was being scripted, that they would be in conjunction. So they had to make sure that there was a continuity element mm-hmm. to this, which makes me think, you know, maybe it's for fan service sake like we we're, we're gonna see han solo and carbonite in live action again or something like that mm-hmm. uh whether it's whether they go all the way to you know east platform seeing where boba goes immediately after leaving cloud city and and adds a little bit of layer to the empire strikes back we went with the crew in the falcon and to go get luke where did boba fett go and it adds like that's it's, it's almost like a little mini episode insert of like the empire strikes back which that excites me to think about yeah because you can see like you know while this is going on over here let's check in with what boba fett was doing immediately after leaving 
uh, Cloud City. And so they can I, recreate I find that. that. Very interesting. They don't need Harrison Ford to remake the block of carbon. No, yeah, no, yep. They don't need to do that at all. And uh, or one of our patrons, Chris, can make it and give it to Still them. Still waiting so for mine, Chris. Yeah. But um, no, that, that, that kind of thing excites me. I don't know how much they're going to be able to do because you have... Um, you know, the short time span, I think less than a year between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And they're doing that in the comic run. So I don't know how much they're going to overlap that. So then you think, like Lacey said, maybe it is going to be post Return of the Jedi and you see him get out. And that makes a lot of sense because that is a compelling thing. Like the Dark Knight Rises, the best part of the movie, when the music swells and and Bruce finally jumps out and gets out of that cave. Mm -hmm. You can get that moment for Boba Fett in this with some pretty cool music behind it. And I think that could be a really good thing because people were always wondering, like Lacey said, how the hell did he get out of there? I'm one of those we saw people. He has, <laughs> I'm he, has the, he has the acid scars, all his hair is burned off. Right. Uh, obviously, it wasn't an easy escape. He didn't just get out. So uh, that'd be interesting to see. And who d- does someone help him get out? Does he does he encounter someone uh, once he gets out? So there's a lot of things that we can explore there. So I think that might be it. So my guess, if I had to just throw a guess out there, uh, even though I had to, you know, eat my words from from uh, retracting other stuff. Lacey said eight. That's twice I'm right in this episode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretending I'm not. Here. I know. <laughs> but is I, I think we'll get an immediate uh, Empire Strikes Back sort of thing to enrich that story, and then um, definitely see him get out of the Sarlacc. But most of it, I agree with you, James. Most of it will take place in current time. Yeah, I, lo- I like, like the your... God, It's not going to be the Godfather 2 where it's like, <laughs> we're going back, going forward, going back. Going sure. Forward. Um, yeah, because one thing I noticed too is that when you think of like, well, let's pick up with, with Boba Fett is you think Return of the Jedi. And he specifically says Empire. So all the points of what you're saying too about the Carbonite and the stuff, that all takes place before Return of the Jedi. So there's that kind of in between. So I think, I think you're dead on with that and the other thing i liked that you said there was the was that the comics are, are carrying over in that time frame too so i bet now if you're reading that it will pay off when you watch the show because you'll be like oh they were seeding this and they knew it and it was coming yeah. and so now that's that's uh they're not actively promoting that but that is from our point of view now is the time to jump into bounty hunters because you probably will see something like pay off, like even potentially Kira, you know, or something crazy. Yeah, because Josh Horowitz just asked her about Lando or something like that, but I don't think he asked her about Boba Fett because maybe he didn't realize yeah, that she didn't. was popping yeah. up in the comic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Missed opportunity. Yeah, she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> they have, spent a Clark, lot of time on talking pod. about Marvel and superheroes and stuff like that, but not that sure. much about Star yeah. Wars. He waited till the very end yeah. to talk about yeah. Star Wars. yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I think this is I think this is cool. I'm pretty excited about this series uh, for sure. I'm a little scared that we're that we're gonna get Jabba. Well, I want Jabba in Solo. I don't want Jabba for Boba this, Fett. Yeah, I mean, depends. I get yeah. the connection because then it sets it up for Solo. They have the puppet. Yeah, made. I mean, they they could, but I think like that big like on screen return of Jabba would be oh. marketed as like the Boba thing. And then mm. when it's the solo thing or when they do it like a year later or whatever, it's like, meh, you know, we already saw this. It's like, ah, come How on. are they not? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, can't I mean, that. I don't I know that they're going to do that. <laughs> like, like you, like you said, John, there's that period of time where like it implies that he takes Captain Solo straight to Jabba, but we've clearly seen multiple people have him in his, their possession for at least a little while. You know what I mean? 
he only ends up with Jabba. So, a member of the Star Wars Lucasfilm story group told us, "quote I would love to see a solo series on <laughs> Disney Plus." Come on! Yeah, can't I'd take it anymore. Definitely want to want to see it happen, man. Um, no, I, I'm excited for Book Boba Fett. A um, couple other things that we wanted to mention real quick is that uh, the 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 Disney Plus show Star Wars Visions, which is uh, an anthology series, as I understand it, that is based around um, anime as their medium, uh, is is finally getting a little bit of a. Um, I don't know, like an announcement or some news happening around it. Sneak peek, yeah. July 3rd uh, coming up is going to be the sneak preview uh, uh, at 3 p.m. It's 30 minutes long. It's from Lucasfilm. They talk a little bit about how they're excited. It's it's an anime expo, you know, so obviously they're they're wanting to dip their toe in this in this uh, genre and this style mm-hmm. and bring in some of these fans. Um, I think uh, more than I, – I, I love – anime and animated projects and stuff like that. But I think more than anything, Lacey's probably the most excited about this one in particular. Oh, I'm so pumped. Yeah. And I, I I definitely, I would like to see it like as an, I would like to see an ongoing series, but I also really like the idea that they'll do like episodic and it's like new adventures. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of would hope, I, I hope that it's not stories we already know, you know? Right. Like, like galaxies of adventure. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. I know we don't know those stories, but it, but like, I would hate for it to be like, um, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin are Padme, uh, pa- Padawan and Master, you know. And I'm like, I yeah. know this. Come on, man, I want to see new characters, new creative things, and 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 new worlds and things like that. So, and if people want to um, watch it, you can watch it virtually. They're doing a Anime Expo light, I believe, for five dollars that you can pay five bucks and watch the whole panel the 30 minute panel that's awesome that's awesome um okay and the uh the last thing that we wanted to talk about was that um there are just tons of like high republic stuff going on so if you guys want to keep up with that stuff without actually having to like buy all of it or read all of it or partake in all that stuff all this all that content is covered at starwarsnewsnet.com uh there's reviews and then there's like spoiler um type walkthroughs like what happened in i know i do those videos with kyle um but you know they there's also just write-ups that you and and like clips and stuff like images of uh what happens in the comics you can get an idea of what's going on without actually having to partake in that media um a hundred percent so uh starwarsnewsnet.com is a great place uh to keep up with all your star wars stuff um so that is, I think, pretty much it. I feel like there were a couple other things that I was going to say, but I forgot what they were. So let's move on <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the next section, which is, of course, the Patreon pod race. Lacey? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways that you can support us. You can support us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, on YouTube, like the videos, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, And if you want more, including extra bonus episodes, live streams, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. I was doing it backwards in my head. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month you can get access to the channel and just kind of a part of the community you can comment be 
watching the videos with us, take part in the live streams. We started doing watch-alongs for the movies as well as our monthly Q&As. So it's a really cool way to engage with us outside of the show. Yeah. Um, and as you go up in the ranks, you get more access, including our Discord, which is nuts, uh, and much yeah, more. Awesome. So this segment, we have people be a part of the show. So today we have a new general. His name is John Chorlton from the UK. John, how's it going? We're excited to have you on the show. Um, and we're going to ask him a question. But before I do that, I want to thank our current generals and spice runners. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Saley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw. Nope. John Reese, Jenna Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Paul Olsen, Jake Houchins, <laughs> Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, has Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Charlton, uh, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff. I just want you to know, muscle memory, I remember that Neil Shaw was next. Neil, I remember that you were next in the lineup. So I said it in my head. But you're a Spice Runner. So thank you to Spice Runners. David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornag, and Micah Harrison. Holy How cow. crazy is that, that I remembered Neil Shaw was next? just it just came out oh my goodness crazy. crazy all right so john you're up charlton uh we're excited to have you on the show for your first time yes What's um up, buddy? his question was we know you like favorite your favorite characters are luke obi-wan and ray so the people need to know who wins in a three-person lightsaber duel between them Ooh. that's tough this is a tough one yeah i all thought right. it was a good question for john sure. take it away ATRB, I feel like that Obi-Wan would win the lightsaber battle between Luke and Rey. Uh, this is because that Obi-Wan has some pretty cool stances and moves up his sleeve and that uh, he has more experience because uh, he's fought Darth Maul and Anakin on separate occasions and was pretty badass in both of them. I feel like Rey would lack the experience even though she did battle Palpatine at the end of the last movie and with Luke I'm a bit unsure uh, of where he stands simply the fact I've only seen him battle once with Vader and Palpatine so that's all TRB I shall catch you soon well done John for your first time this is so cool to have you on the show yeah other John what are your thoughts Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, first of all, you did a great job, John. Great job there. Uh, was it, did you do one take? Was it a one take pod race? <laughs> Be honest. Let us know. Uh, but I think I liked the pick. I think Obi-Wan is the right pick there. Um, and he gave good reasons for it. You know, mm -hmm. Ray did beat Palpatine, but Palpatine wasn't using a lightsaber. So who knows? You know, she only, we only saw her really fight Kylo Ren. At the same token, he brought up, we only really saw Luke fight Darth Vader in the movies. Um, and Obi-Wan just has, he has, a, you know, like a, like an old veteran fighter. He has quite the resume, quite the track record. He beat Darth Maul twice. Some would say he killed him twice. Uh, he took down Darth Vader. Um, he let Darth Vader beat him. Okay. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But yeah, Obi-Wan has the most experience out of the three. So to me, it would make sense that he being the higher ranked, more seasoned, more veteran, more master Jedi would uh, take care of business and find find a way to win that battle. Even though he would be obviously be re reluctant to do so because he loves Luke so much. 
and he obviously looked over Ray as a spirit. So, uh, but if you had to in a vacuum put those three in there, I think Obi Wan's the one coming out on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James, what do you think? Yeah, uh, this this question actually sort of wrecked me. Um, I, I don't even <laughs> know so much it was the question as it was the answer because it really got me thinking in a in a very specific way. Um, I, first of all, you are great great job on the pod race, but. Totally the correct answer, in my opinion, is that Obi-Wan and and where you're coming from is that he beat Anakin, he beat Maul. And so like on the, well, this person's really powerful and this person beat them, so they should be up here kind of thing. It wrecked me because I was like, Ray should not be able to beat Palpatine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I started thinking, I was like, man, how could they like remedy that? And I was like, maybe if it was like, the unknown information of the the dyad and, and they did like you know uh ben it was all and the jedi were coming together to do, you yeah. know or something and that's kind of the explanation is all of the sith versus all of the jedi light wins kind of thing um yeah but it, it it was tricky but then again i went down that rabbit hole and then i remember the most basic of thing basic of things uh that luke beats vader Vader beats the Emperor, Emperor beats Luke, and it happens in the course of like five minutes. It's like <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. There is no member that was the strongest. They all were equally stronger right. than the other in that specific moment whenever they were battling the other person. So I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, great, great answer. Great reasons. Great pod race. Uh, so glad to have you. General. John, great job. I really loved your answer, too, because that's what I would have chosen for pretty much the exact same answer. You can't... Obi-Wan's a goat. I say it all the time. He's really, really great, and he's beat so many people. Um, I also see that you like Harry Potter. Very cool. Harry Potter is the best. So enjoy that. Oh, yeah, the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to head to our John in the show. Hey. Right here. To do Ask the Resistance. It's back. It's back, baby! You blew out the microphone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Did I? <laughs> it's probably so in the real recording. We'll find oh, out. God. Yeah. James is like, my edit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turned down their, their, their volume. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? Um, all right, yeah, as the resistance is back, uh, we're going to tackle all these together. We have three questions, so thank you to... Those of you who submitted questions, it's good to be doing this again. We took about a month or so off. Who knows if we're going to do it once a month? Well, we'll see how things go, but it's good to be bringing it back into the rotation here. If you do want a question on the show, use hashtag AskTheResistance on Twitter, or you can email us, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, or however else you find us. If you're a patron in the chats, you know, whatever, just make sure that uh, we're able to call it back, because as you saw last week, we had to bring back a question from a year ago. We got called out on it. So uh, just let us know where the questions are. We'll find them. All right. First up, we have Stephen Bowman, Stephen A. Bowman on Twitter. What is going on, Stephen? How you doing, buddy? Uh, Violinist, as we know. Mm -hmm. Uh, He asked, who is a classic character that you would like to see appear in the Book of Boba? Since it appears we will be getting flashbacks of some type. Well, we kind of cheated by tackling this a little Mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, I'm going to say Han Solo in Carbonite, and I think that counts. So I'm picking that as my choice. How about you guys? Yeah, I like that answer. I would say probably Salacious B. Crumb. 
Why not? Oh, really? I mm. want more creatures in Star Wars. Mm. I feel like we never get enough, and that's like but me being greedy, you're... but like I really want more creatures and not in cages about to be roasted. I'm talking like the one that's laughing and having a great time. But if you get him, that means you're getting Jabba. I don't know, just cool <laughs> creatures, I guess, is my cop-out answer. Yeah. Like, something really cool. I like that. James, what do you got? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is kind of a cop-out answer, too, but I'll go with um, Bosk, you know? I, I think that... <laughs> More bounty hunters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could kind of be cool. I think he's kind of been a character that we haven't got a lot of, but he was. he's always kind of been... Like when you think of the the small group of bounty hunters, like a, a character that yeah um, would be kind of cool to see on screen. I have I I don't know if they've explained this or not. They they may have already, but I think it would be cool if they got Dengar to appear and Boba Fett's the one who does whatever happens to him to him <laughs> and turns him into Rothgar Dang. Yeah, I- <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He is messed up, dude. He looks like Tim. Ever see Backdraft? He looks like Tim from Backdraft. Yeah, I don't know. know. My my impression was that he always he was like plastic surgery, like doing that to himself, kind of thing, to like hide his identity or something. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Um, Mm. but no, I mean, I absolutely would. I I hope that that show ends up going down the route of like explaining crazy stuff that happened mm-hmm, <laughs> to mm-hmm. characters that would be cool man like yeah, besides, take advantage of the yeah. content because just like you know these move our star wars movies are only two hours and 20 minutes they're doing all these shows they're going to be hours and hours of stuff you, you got to add more than just about that character because then that character has more content than luke skywalker you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you got to pepper other stuff in there but all right next one we have the brad batch love that <laughs> love it at Brad underscore E underscore Herring. What is going Brad on? Brad was like, Brad. my time has come as a Star Wars right. fan in renaming myself. Right. And then there's some guy named Chad, like. Chad Batch. It's not the same because <laughs> he's not the B. I know. Yeah, poor Chad. Um, so he asked, what will be the next live action property we see Grogu in? I say Mandalorian season three. That's my pick. It's coming back. Oh, I thought he meant outside of that. I'm. I don't, no. Whether he did or not, that's my pick. I think that's. I think that's the obvious pick. Yes, that. Mandalorian season three. Well, I I would also say the the possible next obvious pick could be um, Ahsoka. Yes. They could wait until Ahsoka, uh, and then we we get the um, Luke, Ahsoka, Ahsoka and meet Luke meetup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Grogu is there, and that kind of pulls us back makes that moment extra special. Um, and Ezra if, meets Grogu. Yeah. And if not uh, that, they definitely said that they were going to do that big team up thing where all crossover. the shows like yeah. culminate and cross over and stuff. I can't imagine Baby Yoda is not involved in that, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Just right. the marketing of it. Like he's been gone. He's back, you know? So it's like that. If if all else fails in all these other shows, that has got to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, all right, we have one more here from Jamie G at Roxy Peanut. I like that handle. What's up, Jamie? Um, and she asked, "Do you think there will be another book of mini season like with Boba between Mando seasons, but with Bo Katan instead?" 
some sort of mini story where other Mandos are the focus since the Mandalorian is the main story. Um, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Bo-Ka- I never really thought about Bo-Katan it. Bo-Katan does have a nice ring to it, but I kind of feel like her story is so entwined with the Mandalorian at this point that it would yeah. be weird to have her veer off because now she's so stuck with him because of the Darksaber. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And it's, you know, at, at this point, we're in this day and age where anyone can have their own story. And that's what fans always fans are all about. Yeah, backstory, yeah. the origin story and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of see Bogotan as more of a supporting character. Not to say that Boba Fett wasn't, though, you know, so I don't know. Sure. James, what do you think? I mean, you're exactly right on that point, John. Like, I, if you would have been like, who's the first character to get a spinoff series from The Mandalorian? <laughs> I don't know that many people would have been like, well, obviously, <laughs> old Boba Fett, you know? Right. Like, yeah. I don't think that would have been the first pick. Um, yeah. I mean, Bo-Katan is not a bad choice. I think if I was going to see a Bo-Katan series, I would hope it would be closer to that like Rebels era because we get to see her with the sword and how she lost it. Um, hmm. That being said, now that we know that Book of Boba Fett is doing flashbacks, this seems possible. Um, so I'm going to go out uh, and say, Jamie, I think you might be onto something here that uh, Dave Filoni would be like, oh, y- you know, hey, I, g- I gave you uh, Boba, John. Now it's my turn. Now it's my book of series. Uh, we're going to do Bo-Katan <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it could be neat. I'd like to see it. Right on. All right. That wraps that segment up. So we want to thank everybody for participating. Uh, we hope you liked our answers. Let us know what your takes are on those questions, though, in the comments, on Twitter. Quote tweet the episode with your thoughts on what happened on this episode. We appreciate that. Uh, but more importantly, thanks for being part of the resistance, joining us here in the base uh, from the three of us. Uh, thank you. And make sure you do subscribe to the show, like I said, at the top, whatever your preferred audio platform is, or YouTube, uh, Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news, of course, like James said before. If you want some merch, uh, you know, we have our store. If you haven't gotten your, you know, Make Solo 2 Happen stuff yet, the new shirt, Never Tell Us the Odds, that wasn't just a one-day thing. That is on the in the store now. Mm-hmm. We have enamel pins. Go to resistancebroadcast.creator hyphen spring.com and pick out what you like and uh, away you go there's tank tops too if you want to be a bro like me summertime show Heck off yeah. the guns there you go all right Lacey hates that i do hate um that. okay you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey at starwarsnewsnet.com uh just like the movies my movie podcast my buddy mike and uh in in your hearts and minds and, and souls um james how about you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks, as well as Bad Batch Reaction Show. Uh, if you caught last uh, Friday's episode, um, it was a good one. Go check it out. Nice. Lacey. If you're dumb like me and can't remember websites, you can also go to store.resistancebroadcast.com. And it goes right there to the store. <laughs> um, but other than that, I've got nothing going on. I've got stuff planning coming soon but oh, yeah. right now nothing you oh, can find yeah. me on twitter and instagram at lacy gillerin nice all right uh yeah we'll be back on thursday we're bringing back the kessel run where we're gonna get a little spicy by going over the top 12 best insults in star <laughs> wars <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one so think of yours that you you love hearing the little quips the little jabs And we'll have fun together on Thursday. But enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on TRB. We'll see you around, kids.